All right, I want you to imagine with me today that um, you kind of getting up and getting around on a Saturday morning, and suddenly you get this text, and it says, uh, I haven't seen you in a while. Um, I got a few things I want to discuss with you. Um, I'll be by in five minutes. God. Now, what's your first thought? What's the first thought that goes through your mind? What is your first instinct when you get that text message? Is the first instinct that you look around the house and you say, oh my goodness gracious me, this place is a mess. I got to get this cleaned up. God can't see this mess that's in my house. Or maybe our uh, first thought is, oh Lordy B, what in the world did I do this week? Um, what, what did I do wrong that God's going to come and have a conversation with me about? Um, maybe our first thought of that is just to, to tremble a little bit and to be afraid that God might come knocking on our door. Maybe, uh, maybe we begin to play in our head, okay, now, I, I, how am I, I've got to plead for God's forgiveness, I've got to make sure I say, uh, how am I going to tell God, well, whatever it is, I'll do better next time. What is the first thought that we have? Maybe some of us are like, well, I've been avoiding chatting with God because um, I just need to tell him a few things and share with him how I think that he needs to do things a little differently. Hopefully, that's not one of the thoughts that go through your head. What is the first thought that you have when you, when you think of, of, of God coming to have a conversation with you? You know, I think if we're, often, if we're honest with ourselves too often, uh, when we think and, and the picture that we have of God is we have this picture of a God who um, just comes to, to tell us that we've done wrong or wants to straighten us out. Or, or maybe when, when you hear God's coming, you're, you're like, you want to close all the blinds and lock the doors because it's like, oh great, what does God want me to do now? What? are the thoughts that go through your mind? What do you do when suddenly God is at the door? Are you going to open the door or are you going to keep it shut? Really, this is part of the conversation for this Lenten season as we get ready and we move toward Easter. When God comes knocking on the door of our heart, when God comes knocking on the doors of our lives, are we going to open that door? Are we going to invite God in? Or are we going to keep finding ways to keep that door closed? Are we going to be too worried that uh, maybe there are obstacles or that, that there are things that God wants to uh, set right in our lives? Are we going to be uh, too worried about that? Are we too afraid that God might come to punish us or discipline us? Will we open the door? Well, I want to invite us to hear a passage of Scripture from 1 John, which uh, I'm kind of hoping as we hear this passage that maybe it might change our expectations and our expectations. In John chapter 4, uh, beginning in verse 10, we hear these words. This is love. It is not that we loved God, 
but that he loved us and sent his son as the sacrifice that deals with our sins. Dear friends, if God loved us this way, we ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God. If we love each other, God remains in us and his love is made perfect in us. This is how we know we remain in him and he remains in us because he has given us a measure of his spirit. We have seen and testified that the Father has sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. If any of us confess that Jesus is God's Son, God remains in us and we remain in God. We have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And those who remain in love remain in God and God remains in them. This is how love has been perfected in us so that we can have confidence on judgment day because we are exactly the same as God in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear expects punishment. The person who is afraid has not been made perfect in love. We love because God loved us first. Hear these words this morning. Um, why is it uh, so often when we, when we think of drawing near to God or God drawing near to us, why, why is it so often that we expect the worst? Why is it that we expect that God's going to come and tell us we haven't lived up to his expectations? Why is it that we think God is going to come and demand more of us? Why is it that we think that maybe God is, is coming to uh, uh, punish us? When over and over and over again, Scripture tells us that God loves us. I love that passage from John. You see, we, we do like to focus on the peace. If, if we uh, don't love our brothers and sisters, then we don't love God. Uh, but the point is not that we try to live, love our brothers and sisters first. It's, that, it's to remember that God loved us first, that God loves us and he expresses his love and we need to open the door and receive that love. In another verse in, in um, Revelations chapter uh, 3, verse 20, um, we, we read these words, look, I am standing at the door and knocking. If any hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to be with them and will have dinner with them and they will have dinner with me. Do we hear this invitation of God uh, to lavish his love upon us? Can, can we hear in the midst of Lent and in the midst of these words, uh, can we just be reminded that, that when, when God came in the person of Jesus, he said he came to be with us. He came to live among us. He came to do life with us. He came out of love, not out of condemnation. And so why is it? Why is it that we often keep the doors of our hearts and our lives closed to God's presence and God's spirit? Is it because we don't want to experience his love? Or is it because we just don't realize that that's the invitation, that's the offer that God has for us. What is it in our lives that keeps those, the, the door of our heart and the door of our lives closed? 
Is it that uh, we have our own agendas and our own selfish plans and we are just afraid uh, that God might shift those around or might change those? Do we keep the door closed because, um, because our lives are just cluttered with so many other things? We really don't have a place for God to enter in and to participate. We got too many other things on our plate. Do we keep the door closed because uh, we are so busy being hateful and resentful that there really isn't a place for God's love in our heart. We might have to give up the hate and the resentment and the bitterness. What are the things that keep the door of our heart and our lives closed to God? I just invite you to reflect on that this Lenten season. Where are those places that when God comes knocking on your door, instead of saying yes, instead of opening the door and saying come in, you rush to close the blinds and lock the door and hope that God won't know that we're hiding behind the door. You see, I I think so often we forget. I I don't know what your experience is, but in my own experience, when when, when I have... um, when I haven't uh, reached out to God in a while, when God hasn't heard from me a while and He comes knocking on the door, certainly sometimes He comes to knock on the door to give me a, a, a kick in the seat of the pants. And, and to, but most of the time when God comes knocking on the door, He comes to say, I love you. You are my child. He comes to say, let me enter into those places in your life where you are still hurting and you feel pain, and let me touch them and bring comfort. Let me enter into all the nooks and crannies of your life where there's this brokenness that I might bring a healing touch so that you might be whole. Let me enter in, uh, in the midst of all your attempts to be busy about doing things for me and always worrying that you haven't done enough so that I can tell you you're doing fine. He comes. He comes in those times when I've just simply wandered off because I'm chasing other things. And He comes to say, I miss you. I miss spending time with you. I miss our relationship. I miss the times when uh, we just delight in creation. When we delight in, in, in stories and sharing life. See, I just want to invite us as we begin the Lenten season to pay attention to God knocking on the doors of our hearts and our lives. I want to encourage us to remove the obstacles that might be there, whether it's attitudes or things in the place. I, I want to encourage us to open the door and to say yes. Yes to God's love and God's presence.
Let us say yes to a spirit that comes to embrace us. And yes, comes to continue to shape us so that we might flourish and experience wholeness and so that those around us might do the same. And so part of preparing for Easter is simply for us to make room in our lives, to make space in our lives, to make room in our hearts, to make time in our schedules, to receive God's love and grace, and to allow that love and grace to work in the midst of our hearts and our minds so that we might love other people out of that love we experience from God. Will we listen? Will we open the door? Christ comes to us in this Lenten season, knocking on the door. Will we find the time to let him in and to receive his love and his presence? Amen. I invite the band to come forward. I invite you this week. Once again, um, there is a, there's a sheet in the back that will be posted also online for folks who are online. I invite you to participate in this daily practice of simply um, asking ourselves, what habits and practices um, are there that cause us to keep the door of our hearts and lives shut to God? What do we need to do in order to open that door and to say yes to God? To invite God into every aspect of our lives so that we might experience reconciliation and wholeness and abundant life. I hope that you will participate in that this week.